0: All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station is 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We welcome you and hope you can spend at least some of the next couple of hours with Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, as we talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Busy day here today. Got a lot of ground to cover. A lot of sports uh, happening Boy, 365 days ago, it's zipped. Now we got, it's not overkill, no such thing, but no. man oh man, there a ton going on. Here's what's coming up on the program today. Matt Rudy, who is our go-to golf guy, he writes for Golf Digest, senior editor at Golf Digest. Uh, he's been there a long time, and he will join us at 1025 uh, to talk about the PGA Championship that gets underway in South Carolina. I made my bets yesterday at DraftKings. Oh, you did? I'm down. I am down. Uh, Matt Rudy coming up at 1025. John Cannon used to live out in the Bay Area, covered Golden State uh, for a long time. He's now in Des Moines, uh, but he's going to help us with tonight's... uh, 9-15 9-15 tip, Nine fifteen mm-hmm. tip, Golden State and the Lakers' John Cannon. Good NBA mind will join us here at 10-45, a game I think a lot of folks are looking forward to. Last night kind of had the Dayton feel to it, didn't it?
1: Playing round.
0: Yeah, didn't it? At least the early game did to me. Yeah. You know, there's always that 16 versus 16, and that kind of felt like what we were getting with the Hornets and the Pacers early, and the Celtics pulled away. But uh, hopefully
1: tonight's better. Nate Bjorkren gets a playoff victory. Nate he needed one by the sounds of things, huh? Yeah, a lot Oof. of uh, turmoil, and it sounds like him and Sabonis. That's the biggest right. issue. Boy, he was good last night. Yeah, he's, a, he's seemingly always good. Yeah, a few as... times I flip on the Pacers or see mm-hmm. highlights, and like, right. boy, that dude can play. Yeah, so good as old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cappy is here. It's Wednesday.
0: Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our friend David Kaplan. A lot of ground to cover with Cap. We're going to start with the White Sox and Tony LaRussa, uh, in his just uh, mind-numbing remarks from yesterday. I don't care if he missed a sign or he didn't miss a sign. Your main Mercedes was... 28 years old before he got to the show. He had one at bat in the major leagues coming into this year. Let the kid play. Let the kid have some fun. Uh, So we'll have Cappy. We'll get his take on the White Sox skipper 76 77 78 76 i believe it is yeah shows every one of those years the way he uh, manages the game anyways uh cappy at 1105 and then bill bender who will opine on the nba he's got a good piece on the betting angle at sportingnews.com but a lot of college football with bill bender i'm sure we'll go around the world of sports as bill uh kind of branches out in non-college football season uh so he will join us and that's the bmw of des moines guest list for a wednesday a lot of ground to cover i guess we should should start with Larusa <laughs> and the White Sox and the Twins from last night. And Trent, I have no trouble with Baldelli uh, and the, and the Twins uh, throwing um, behind Mercedes last night. Look, their team needs a spark, right? And this to me was was like trying to light a spark among the worst team in baseball, uh, an underachieving team. I have a problem with La Russa, obviously calling your mean Mercedes clueless. Would have been okay on a three one pitch. Not a 3-0 pitch. I get that he missed the sign or he didn't care about the sign. Um, let him have some fun. But
1: to the Twins aspect, what did you think when you saw it? First of all, it felt almost predestined. All right, yeah. this is what we're going to do. Right. And just for that, It's like, it's a, spark. like a face-off. You and know, there's going to be yes. a fight. They're going to drop the gloves. And, and that's kind of what the Twins did. Same thing, college basketball. All right, here comes the coach. He's going to get the tee. Yeah, right. It's yeah. one of those. Yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, as a fan, I rolled my eyes. Because I just hate this team so much that, <laughs> oh, okay, great, now we're going to try this one and it's no. not going to work. And we'll see. The comeback coupled with that, mm-hmm. maybe this is. I think it's a dead cat bounce. That's well, all this I do is going to be. I don't believe that this is the spark of anything. But from that perspective, I get it. And Tyler Duffy did it the right way. He, he didn't hit him. He threw a low. Right. If he, he was going to get him, he was going to get him in the leg. Right. right. And right. it was going to be like in the calf. Right. It, it's... Not something that is significant. Mm-hmm. We're not talking headhunting here. I still don't like it. I, I'm just... I understand the old school baseball, and I'm old school in a lot of ways. Just at this point, let's just move past this. Yeah, let's better I, the game. I don't
0: disagree with you on that. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of conflicted because while I thought Larusa was way, way, way out of line,
1: uh, the Twins are trying to light a spark, mm. and I think that's the hockey background in me trying to you know get your team going a little bit. The... La Russa part of this, though, and this goes hand-in-hand hand, why I thought this was an awful hire. There's a reason this guy wasn't in the game for a decade mm-hmm. because he takes these old school and he takes it to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. He goes completely too far. He is calling out his own I, team.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: As a He's not the Twins manager. That's Rocco. Rocco right, is the right. Twins manager. Tony Larusa, this is an awful look. In a year, a quarter of the way in, that's had a lot of bad looks. There's been plenty of times mm-hmm. from... Not knowing the rules, mm-hmm. we talked about that, what? A couple week of ago? weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, whatever that was, there's been that part of it. People, the continued questions of is he going to be able to relate? Is he going to be able to take this fun loving king? It feels like he's trying to beat the fun out of them. Yeah. That's I'm not what you. you want. And Lance Lynn didn't like it. And Tim Anderson didn't like it and tweeted about it, although he took
0: the tweet down, which, you know, we should like, uh, wish he would have uh, kept it up as one of the leaders on that team. But Trent Mercedes is a guy who's bounced around for every, played everywhere, every level of baseball. Didn't get to double A until he was 24, 25 years old. Won at bat coming into this year. Played winter ball just hoping for a chance. Oh, and paying the bills, um, making ends meet, trying to grind out a living playing baseball. He's making league minimum. He gets his first opportunity this year. He's one of the stories in baseball in the month of April. And it's a Twins
1: position player on the mound. What are you supposed to do? That's the other part. They've waved the white flag. It's over. They are playing. If it was a reliever, a true reliever for the Twins, I think this conversation is a completely different tone and way to go. A real pitcher. This is this is Asadio. He's a sideshow. Mm-hmm. The dude is five six, two hundred and eighty pounds. Yep. He, he's he's built he, like a base. He is nicknamed the turtle. Yeah, that is his nickname. He is a fun player to watch. And in an up blowout, you throw him out there, and he's chucking it up there, forty seven miles an hour. Right. And Stackhouse calls it a deepus, weaving when it's not a deepus pitch. That's what you get. It's 3-0. It doesn't matter. It's not like he's coming back and going to strike him back out, back the other way. What if Freeman would have homered off a Rizzo?
0: They would have laughed going around the bases. Even if it it was 3-0? Right. Just like Freeman laughed when he was walking back to the dugout because Rizzo got him. Right. If if Freeman would have got Rizzo, they would have shared the same laugh. Get with it. Baseball needs to get these unwritten rules, and they've been a talking point forever. I don't even know what they are.
1: There's right. so many of them. Yes. Well they're unwritten. We can't go to that board. <laughs> right. There's so many though that comes up and all right, so don't steal third right. if you're up by seven. Yeah. What if you're up by six though? What if it's the third inning? Mm-hmm. Now nah, it's it's the fifth inning now. Who cares? Just go play the game and to get all butthurt about these ridiculous things. And then LaRusa. Calling out his own team. Well, if, and, I don't and, get it. I, I don't if Mercedes would have, you know, swung at the 3-0 pitch and grounded out
0: harmlessly to second base, would LaRusse have patted him on the butt coming back into the dugout? Nice job. That's just your supposed. now you missed the sign, but at least you didn't show the other didn't show the other team up. No. He
1: had a forty seven mile uh,
0: an hour pitch out of the
1: ballpark. They showed themselves up by being the worst team in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and they are that. Although a nice win for them last
0: night. We'll see. Uh, we will see, but it's certainly a story, and um, it's just
1: Tony La Russa being old. Yes. You know, last year. But um, there's old guys that get it. Trader Jack, Jack McKeon, when mm-hmm. he came back, he was old. Yeah, he was. But you know what? He was fun, and he right. was puffing on his cigar, and he was doing his thing. <laughs> Won a World Series. He was relatable. Mm-hmm. He, This guy doesn't. He's you know. an old buffoon, just an old drunk that will never I get know, it. I know. It just, I never see this, I can't see this turning out well. I don't no, think.
0: Nor do I. And here's the worst part about it, Trent. They're a really good baseball team. They are an excellent baseball team. Mm-hmm. They have all the parts that you want. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a little bit of a schism in that locker room now because a mm-hmm. couple of the guys, a couple of the veterans, want a pitcher, Lance Lynn, and no problem with it. Trevor Bauer. I like Trevor Bauer. I'm starting to really like Trevor Bauer. Very outspoken. He is. And, you know, he, he tweeted about it last night. Um, it's a, it's it's unfortunate is what it is if you're a White Sox fan because we should be talking about this team and they are really good and we'll get back to talking about them for but I, that, I just thought that you know Tony Russo was out of line publicly calling his he
1: his, his players clueless and he'll and there's going
0: to be consequences
1: oh yeah, yeah. consequences not playing time consequences what. He's got to run some laps. I don't know. I would hope not. Kangaroo court, some mm. kind of fine. Who knows? My favorite tweet of the night afterwards. What was it? The CDC now says that fully vaccinated people can swing at three O pitches anytime they want.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that pretty good. That one, uh, That's pretty good.
1: All right, uh, basketball from last night. Uh, again, it was. Um, it's kind of hard to watch. Even well, the it, first game was terrible. And Jason Tatum goes oh for God. fifty, and it just got to the free throw line. It didn't. It didn't have that feeling of NJ sixty three in the Boston card. No, it it didn't. What what I hope and
0: I and I've read a lot about this this morning that this is this 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 is ammunition. And I don't get it, but this is they believe it is ammunition for oh, This is never going to work. This play is a ridiculous concept. Really, just because you saw two games and neither one? well, come talk to me after the Lakers and the Warriors tonight. Right. And I if mean, that game
1: comes down to the wire... Right, and the guys are,
0: if the guys are playing hard and trying, and I fully believe that they will,
1: uh, I uh, I like it. More More sports is good. If Bradley Beal is close to 100%, because mm-hmm. that dude looked like he was like 50% no last question. Night. And so did Marv Albert, we'll get to him. Yeah. Oh, boy. If, if that's the case, I think that's a different game. But to say, all right, two blowouts, it's over. Yeah. Guess what? The NCAA tournament... We get blowouts. Mm-hmm. All sixty seven games are not good. No. I hate to tell you this, but that's what happens in a one and done. And to add the juice that it has for me, the last two weeks of the regular season, I understand timing is different this year, but normally those last two weeks, which is coming on the heels of the final four, you get through the masters, there's still another week mm-hmm. left of the NBA, and you usually just don't care. Right? right? That's Sunday. The way that it was loaded up and all these teams jockeying for position, what they're trying to do and trying to play with seating and all those things, it added more intrigue than I remember as a casual NBA fan I'm in a you. really long time. And it wasn't just the final day. It was the
0: final week well, of the I, Absolutely, because there were so many stories about potential. What if? Well, if this happens, this, this, and that happened, mm-hmm. then it's going to go like this. And I was, tr- I was trying to follow along, reading right. the stuff. And I would, like you said, I wouldn't have been uh, as involved uh, normally. But look, give it a chance. Last night was not great basketball. It felt like uh, you know a couple of 16 seeds in the early game going at each other. Schools, you have no idea where they are or unless you're really, really into it or what uh, what conference that they play in. But. Yeah. Game two
1: was a VCU against South Florida to try to get the 11 seed and sneak in the back door. Right. Game one, yeah, was the 216s. And we'll probably get the same thing. Game one tonight, it'll feel like yeah. Alcorn State against Prairie View. <laughs> and then the second one will be Michigan State yeah. UCLA. Right. And it'll feel. And that, was, that had a pretty f- big feel uh, going back, what, a month ago? Well, more than that now.
0: Yeah, two months. Two months ago. has been that long. But time's flying. That's good because that means August is coming <laughs> before we know it. All right. So that was uh, from last night. That was the basketball, uh, baseball. Uh, your twins were the story. I think there was another no-hitter in baseball. Yeah. I didn't see a pitch. I saw the end. Did you
1: see the end? Yep. Got did the. They, did they
0: put it on MLB?
1: They had it on ESPN. Oh. Yeah, went to ESPN, and that's where they had it. So, yeah, worked out really well. Get Good. that little alert that comes through. So what through. time did it end? Ah, uh, I can see cuz the alert came through last night at da, 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 Where is it? I can't find the alert now, but well, well. it was around midnight. Yeah, yeah they, I cashed in
0: it. my chips midway through the third period of the Wild and uh, the Golden Knights. After they made a two-goal 2, yeah. two goal difference. Yeah. yeah, And that's the way it ended. The first period was unbelievable, both mm. of those goalies again. That's a really good series, Trent. Tied up at one apiece now. NHL's been great. So far, yes. so good. It's been terrific. Canadian teams get to play tonight, which moves my needle a little bit. Probably not many of the our, our listening audience, but uh, it's good that they finally get to participate and in you get the to playoffs.
1: See Connor McDavid against your team.
0: I do, and I've seen Connor McDavid against my team a lot this year, and he has owned those Jets, Chazzy. similar to the superstar that came before him in the 80s, owned <laughs> those Jets, and then Wayne Gretzky became Wayne Gretzky in part because uh, of the ineptitude of my squad uh, when Gretzky would go against him. But yeah, that'll be fun. Montreal, Toronto be good. Um We've got a good, pretty good matchup. In, isn't Scherzer arietta tonight? Is that what it is? It oh, that's. Yeah. I like that one. All I think right. it is tonight. Boy, Nico Horner. Speaking of the Cubs, mm-hmm. this kid. Did you think he was going to be this this good? And then not. I mean, defensively, he's making plays at second base. He made one two nights ago bases loaded essentially saved the game for the cubs who have now take two in a row from the from the natties uh there were a different team when he was on the il when him and hap collided in center field remember that mm-hmm. on a sunday afternoon they both got was it in cincy I think, well regardless of where it was um they both went uh, they both had to go down on the il horn is running out to try to catch the ball over his shoulder haps running in from center wham and um but they're a different team without him. I mean, Nico Horner,
1: we're talking about. He's good. Better than I thought, too. Absolutely. And there's something with Cubs prospects that they feel at times, because we've seen so many guys that have busted, mm-hmm. to, to put it mildly, that it's hard, unless they are a consensus top 20 prospect in all of baseball, yep. for me to get excited about him, Because... There's been so many of them, and we hear so much more because of our proximity and they're going through AAA and all those. Because of that, I rarely get excited about those kind of guys that are good prospects. You know, that they should be all right. They're on the fringes of the top 100 of baseball. But you just wonder, is that just because they're a Cub? Is it because we read the story in the register about them, whatever it is? I didn't think he was going to be this good. Mm-hmm. He's looking very, very mm-hmm. solid. And
2: don't He was, was going to be here. Remember to start yeah. of the year?
1: The Cubs are above five hundred. I know, and they the are baseball? within sniffing distance of the Cardinals,
0: which starts this weekend. Yeah, and they're in the right division, no doubt about
1: it. All oh, right. I got one hockey thing. For what? Have, oh, lay it on me. A uh, a special that I saw. Speaking of Connor McDavid, uh huh. This is at DraftKings. Top goal scorer in the playoffs. Just two guys: Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. Wow. Matthews is the favorite. Yeah, because they're gonna go they're going to go further.
0: They're the two best players in the league. I truly believe that right now. These are and Sidney Crosby's terrific and Nathan McKinnon's a star. Um I think these are the two best players in the game. <sighs> well, what you're betting, Trent, is you're betting who's gonna win who's gonna win the Canadian final.
1: Is it gonna be Edmonton or Toronto? If you think Toronto's gonna beat him, take Austin Matthews. What's the number? Minus one sixty seven for mm. Matthews, plus one twenty five for McDavid and and I was about to jump on McDavid right away. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd ask my Canadian friend for yeah. a little more information.
0: I there. think Toronto's the best team in Canada, but I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton gets out. I wouldn't be surprised. What Connor McDavid does, I've never seen before. He's the fastest skater I've ever seen, but he doesn't miss a stride. He doesn't slow down when he has the puck on his stick. I mean, you you would think, right? Your mm-hmm. stick handling, your, your head's up, you're trying to control the puck and look. He doesn't, he doesn't break stride. I've never seen anything like it. Um yeah, it's gonna that's that's gonna be fun if we get that now selfishly. I hope we don't, because that would mean my boys are home for the summer. Uh all right. Um Dr. Fuller, my friend Dr. Fuller, who's going to provide us with a um one of those Hawkeye mini packages. Oh nice, yeah. Yeah, so we can give away this year. Uh, he just got word from the ticket office that the University of Iowa, and, and you and I have to choose between do we want to have him get the black package or the gold package. So okay. Let me run this by it. What should we do? The black package is three-gamer. Uh-huh. Kent State, Illinois, and Penn State. All right. The gold package, Colorado State, Purdue, and Minnesota. What well, would you... Kent what, what State, you, Penn State, and... Uh, Colorado State, Purdue, mini, Kent State... Illinois, penn State.
1: That's the one. You want that one? That's the one. Because of the Penn State game, Mm -hmm. that's the headliner of the home schedule. And because of that, I think that's the direction. You don't want to take the one with a couple of teams? Minnesota's all right. Yeah. Purdue,
0: I think, is going (laughs) to be middle of... Yeah, you know what? Black Packers. You know what I'm going to say to him, Doc... Let's just bring for both of them. <laughs> I'll guilt them a little bit. There you go. See if he can do it. But that's it, folks. So it looks like the ticket office. Uh, uh, if you're a Hawkeye fan, if you're waiting for these packages, Kent State, Illinois, and Penn State. Not sure when they go on sale. Maybe they are, are now. The gold package, uh, the Rams of Colorado State, Purdue, and Minnesota. All right, Matt Rudy coming up from Golf Digest. We will talk with him. Have you... Kind of made up your mind as to who you're going to play?
1: Yeah. I got my my one pick. I'll give that at the end of the show. My choice to win. Got a dabbling in a couple of top 20s and to make the cut and all that fun is stuff, Is he too. a big price? Nope. Pretty uh, towards the top. Okay. In the top 10 of the favorites. John Rahm? Uh, not him. Shorter hitter.
0: Hey, did you know Jordan Spieth had, uh, had COVID after the Masters? I didn't. I think this is a new, relatively new story. He won the Masters and then he didn't play until last weekend. Mm-hmm. And the reason he um, he, he caught the COVID. Wow! And he was playing so damn well. I mean, Jordan Spieth was back, and then all of a sudden, the week before he'd played well. Yeah. And then where's where's Jordan? Where's Jordan Spieth? Votes are coming in. They want the black package. Black package. Black package, Doc Fuller, and that was uh, Kent State, Illinois, Penn State. So there's another vote for you, TC. So, anyways, uh, Matt Rudy coming up on golf, the PGA. He's next. John Cannon on the Lakers in Golden State. So the number opened at 6.5. Lakers were 6.5. Fell to 4.5 and, and has
1: kind of settled in the middle. Is that what you've got now? Uh, looking at it right now, 5.5 is what mm-hmm. I'm seeing at one of the sites that I'm on. DraftKings, uh, we'll see where they are. But, yeah, that's... Boy. I'm not sure if I'm going to make a bet on... You know, on tonight's game? I, I love live playing NBA basketball, though. Mm-hmm. Probably more than any other sport. I like to live... There's always a run, right? Yeah. And it's Just finding the timing of that <laughs> right. run. It's, it's the game inside of the game for degenerates like myself. Hitting it at the exact right time. And speaking of middle opportunities. Oh, boy. Uh, you think there's middling opportunities in football? NBA basketball takes it to a completely different level. Yeah, gotta be I can understand that. You bet, but like it's you're fun. Like you say, and you got to try and anticipate the run,
0: mm-hmm. right? All right, uh, ten twenty-two. Time for another thousand-dollar keynote. Now you've got
1: three choices with Sano. By the way, what a game out of him last night! Finally, huh? And oh. he well, he started over the weekend, right? Got it going that was there. Saturday, yes. correct? Yep. And uh, got it going there. Let's try for that thousand-dollar home run from last night. Driven to right center
0: field. Headed towards the scoreboard! It's gone! A three-home run game for Miguel Sano!
2: And we are
0: tied! You know, that's one of the best sounds in all of sports, isn't it? The crack? The crack of the bat. And that sounded like it was absolute sweet spot. That is such a classic sound in uh, in all of sports. All right, uh, here's what you need to do. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, whether you like it or not, that pop-up box is going to appear before your very eyes. When you see it, enter the keyword SPRING at KXNO.com. Your chance to win a $1,000. SPRING at KXNO.com. Matt Rudy, he's at Rudy Ryder W R I T R on Twitter at Rudy Ryder on Golf. Miller and Condon till noon fourteen sixty KXNO 106.com Hi Miller and Condon, welcome back just before ten thirty on a Wednesday. Still to come, John Cannon will get inside the uh, Lakers and the Warriors. And then to kick off our number two, our friend David Kaplan from ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. He will join us at 11.05 right now. Matt Rudy, as he always does prior to these major championships in golf, he's with us. Uh, PGA starts tomorrow. Boy, Golf Digest, Trent, uh, I know that uh, we both like to dabble a little bit on these. They have really, really picked up the gambling aspect of uh-huh. golf. And there's, there's one piece. Piece after another. Hello, Matt Rudy. How are you? Trenton, Ken in Des Moines.
2: I'm uh, doing well, and I'm betting that you are, too.
0: Yes, and I'm already down, Matt Rudy. I uh, read some of the stuff yesterday, and that helped me formulate my my selections. So when did this come about, Matt, that you guys really, not, not that you've taken away the main focus, but it's certainly become um, and it's everywhere, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta play the hits, if you will. Uh, people want to read about it. You guys have really uh, devoted a lot of resources to the gambling aspect in golf.
2: Yeah, it's it's becoming legal sports betting, especially in a lot of places. Certainly in the Northeast, and, and um, so there's a lot of viewership and readership around the country and around the world. I mean, it, pretty much, we the U.S. is the last place you can't do it everywhere, right? So um, it's it's a there's a lot of popularity. It, it, golf is obviously a great TV sport, and with COVID, a lot of people have been picking up golf telecasts, watching a lot of golf, new people watching golf, and people who've uh, bet on a lot of other sports coming into golf. And um, I think golf is an attractive sport to bet on because there's a lot of different options, and some of the um, the choices are a lot less complicated than what you might run into in other sports. Yeah, I mean, You're I, picking simply between two players who's going to play better, you know, making cuts. There's a lot of clean bets that are relatively easy to understand, and you can really do something uh, at your comfort level. So, I, I mean, I think it's fun to, to uh, you know, to a degree, it's fun. Don't bet your mortgage. Right. <laughs> it's
0: fun to do. Right. I'm with you. Top fives, top tens is more than just betting on the winner. Well, you mentioned the word COVID, and, and uh, that's become a big talker on the tour here, especially the last couple of days. So when did it become, did, was it just this week that it became public knowledge that Jordan Spieth, the reason that he wasn't seen after the Masters is because he was stricken with COVID? And um, when did that become public, or was that known, Matt?
2: Oh uh, I, I think it was last week. And, Was it? Um, I took I took my first trip out since COVID. I mean, months and months. I went to Dallas last week for a shoot, and it isn't surprising to me that people around Dallas can you know are still susceptible because I mean it's the Wild West over there. Yeah. I mean everything is open and people are out and about, and, um, and I mean happily it didn't have a negative consequence for him. But um, we're, I think we things are getting better. But the tour is sensitive to this because the 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 uh, match play event that was in Texas, the the fans were right up next to the player. Mm-hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that there were some positive tests that would come out of that.
1: We all have our favorites, and uh, betting favorites a little bit different, but I don't know. There's a guy that I'm taking a stab at toward, tied towards the top this week, Xander Shoffley. Who <laughs> your guy, Trey? Right. I've always been involved. Yeah. I've been involved with him for a very long time, and it feels like at this course. His game, his short game especially, lends itself very well. Your thoughts on Shafley and overall, who's your choice this week?
2: Oh, I love that guy. I did a cover story with him last year, and uh, I talked him up on your show before. Mm-hmm. And what I love about him is that he's not afraid. You know, he he, he did it. He made a charge at the Masters, and he hit a shot in the water on 16. But what you love about it is that he was willing to try that shot, and then after it happened. He say, hey man, I hit the shot I wanted to hit and it didn't do what I wanted and he, he moved on. And I, and I think the lack of fear and the willingness to try those shots, I mean, those are the things that separate players on tour. It's not ball hitting ability or, you know, they're all good. I mean, they're all talented people. It's if, if you can play as close to your regular game as possible when the pressure is, is highest. And I think people generally believe that, that Shoffley is the guy who's going to win majors with an S on it, not just one, but you know, win multiple majors. Of course, you got to win the first one, and that's always the hurdle. And, and I, I like what you're saying about him this week because yes, he has he has a big enough game to play at a really big ballpark, 7,900 yards big. And if it gets a little bit of rain and is a little soft to go with that 7,900, you're going to have to be a guy that can fly it. So you you can then just cross off a bunch of the Shorter hitters, and and take your pick around a dozen guys that can really launch it and carry it 315 and. I think that's where your betting money should go.
0: Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, of course, he won the Masters, and he was such a uh, a hero at home. I have to think that um, you know, with all the all the attention, I guess is probably the right word uh, that has come his way after uh, after putting on the green jacket. He's a he's a play against for me. Uh, what about for you? Can Matsuyama duplicate what he did at Augusta?
2: Oh, I think it's a play against. Uh, I think winning your first major is a big deal and it's draining and exciting and wonderful and all those things. And that's especially true about an Asian player. You know, that's such a big deal in Japan. Um, it's, I mean, I think the, the thing you have to fight against as a player is to think that you've climbed the highest mountain. I mean, David Duvall said as much mm-hmm. after he won the British Open and was number one in the world. He said, he got to the top and looked around and said, is that all there is? And I'm not saying that's happening to Matsuyama, but I think it's really hard to turn around and come, you know, and win the next one right away, and I, I would definitely fade him this week, and I, I would be looking, I mean, Rory looks so good, and, no. and he was so dominant at that place last time, and, and he has great memories about it, and he drives the ball so well, and if, and if he has that part of his game under control, it's such an advantage, and there's a, there's a little, you know, the, the Dustin Johnson's got a little bit of a knee injury, Brooks is not 100%, you know, there's some other players that are bombers that aren't quite, where they need to be, so I, mean, I think I'd be looking at, at Rory. That'd be amazing.
0: Indeed, uh, the other guy that really uh, I think um, you know came on the scene, if you will. I mean, you you follow you've you've covered golf for for decades. You probably knew Will Zal but uh, I don't think a lot of our listeners did. And he was a big big story at the Masters. He had a lot of folks pulling for uh, for this kid who seemingly had come out of nowhere. What do you think of his chances this
2: week? Oh, I think he has a great chance and um he's an interesting story. Uh, I've I've done a lot of things through the years with Jordan and I've done a lot of things over the last few years with Scotty Scheffler and, and, and those three guys all grew up in the same neck of the woods in Dallas and they're all right around the same age. And you know, Jordan's just a little bit older than those other two, but you know, Jordan basically spent his entire junior amateur career, you know, beating those guys' heads in. And They've they've all come up and, and and I think one of the great things about that situation is you have this real familiarity with a player who then turned out to be a multiple major champion and you say to yourself, Yeah, he beat me, but you know, I was on the same course as that guy. You know, I got him a few times. He might have got me more, but I you know, I've played with these really good players and, and contended with them. I just need to get out and get status and get my chance. And that's what Dallator has proved, which it, the hardest thing to do is to get out on tour. And get a card, and get status, and and get in majors, and get in the masters, and get in tournaments where you can show what you can do. And once you get that that thing sorted, and you have the chance to play week in and week out, you can really relax and show what you can do. And and that guy has all kinds of game. I mean, he's just a wonderful striker. He, he drives it great. Uh, he works with Scott Fawcett, who's a guy who is is, is really helping a lot of tour players like Bryson up with strategies for playing holes and where you know where not to miss and when you've got that mental part correct and that strategy part correct you can really let your talent talk for you and that's what he's doing it's the 30
1: year anniversary of crooked stick and the ninth alternate <laughs> Big John Daly. Is it been 30 years? Grip it and rip it. It's, it's something that I will never forget nope. as a casual golf fan. As a youngster at the time, I was in middle school. said, oh boy, I, this guy, I relate to this dude. <laughs> Looks like my dad out there with the cigarette dangling from one hand and the Diet Coke in the other. <laughs> Take us back to that time and a time in golf that, boy, feels like just a million years ago, how golf was
2: covered at that time. Well, I mean, just for the record, I was 18. So, the, I mean, I, I wasn't, it was just, it wasn't before my time, but I wasn't a professional. Uh, but I wasn't covering the sport quite yet. It was, it was I think, three years after that. But, um, and I also wonder if it was Diet Coke in that drink you were <laughs> really drinking. But, but I, I think the huge thing that John Daly did for golf, and I wish somebody would come around and do it some more and do it again, is, to reinforce the fact that the vast majority of people who play this sport are not, you know, country club types. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, tucked in shirt types. Mm-hmm. They're you know, guys that, like, like the players that I've played with growing up in Saginaw, Michigan in a factory town where you get done and you're wearing jeans and the t-shirt and you go play nine holes at the, at the, at the Muni or, at, you know, the course in your town. And, and, and I think you know that's not to, to, to rip on country club golf because, Hey man, I belong to a nice club now here in Connecticut, but I think, Golf is all of those things, and, and and when it gets that part gets lost, and it's just the kind of country club sport, I think that turns people off to what the sport could be. I just did a piece on golfdigest.com for today about a, a club pro, like a Range Rat club pro, who was one of the guys that got in through the club professional championship, and he's just, I mean, his his dad is a club pro and his brother is a club pro, and and you know to come from the grassroots of the sport like that. To come play in events, those kinds of stories are just as fun to hear about as the you know as the superstar champions that are doing it at the elite level who come from the you know the the country club side of the game. And so you know, I, I'm rooting for a variety of stories and characters that come from all different parts of the country, all different kinds of backgrounds. That's what makes sports fun is that texture, where they're not all the same
0: um john rom your pick you're going to take rory You usually you usually pick <laughs> rom at least once during these four majors you didn't before the masters is today the day or where are you going
2: i'm going to pick rory this week i have really good memories i, I went to that pga that when rory won and, and i was with my wife and my 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 nine-year-old was just born and it was one of the first trips we took and i've yeah, that was just a fun experience to, to walk around with them and see that. And he played so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just hit the ball so well. And he was so much better than everybody else that week. That it's, it's hard to think he won't have some positive memories to trade on. And he just won a couple weeks ago at the Wells Fargo. So that's going to be my pick this week.
0: Good stuff, Matt Rudy. Thank you for what you do for us. Uh, we will impose on you again on Monday if you're scheduled at Isles to recap it with us. Uh, as always, Matt, thank you. Sure. See you later. Talk to you. Take care, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, uh, folks. If you're into betting on, on golf, or if you've never tried betting on golf, and you've got an account, and it's I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I really am.
1: I do it pretty much every week. Uh, I, know I, I take a couple it. of stabs, <laughs> and but this doesn't surprise anyone. <laughs> well, <enough>. no, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. And this and isn't news. It's not just to win, right? There's so many. Do you different play ways. the heads to head, head to heads. Sometimes head to heads probably not my. That's towards the bottom of my list, right? But top 20s, yep. to make cuts, to miss cuts. Different directions ah, that you can go there. You know, Those are the ones that I, I think are fun when you dig in a little bit deeper. You know, this guy's short game does not match up well with course X that mm-hmm. they're playing this week. That part of it, trying to figure it out. And then you know what? You can wake up on Friday after a bad Thursday. Fire away. And you can go right back yeah, at absolutely. it again.
0: Likewise on Saturday and the same again on <laughs> Sunday, uh, if you're so inclined. Again, well, one more time, our key word... Uh, For the 10 o'clock hour was spring at com. If you missed it earlier, uh, spring is the 10 o'clock keyword. John Cannon is in the on-deck circle. We will talk Golden State and the Lakers. More pressure on LeBron or Steph Curry? The answer is easy,
1: isn't it? Oh, it's LeBron. You think so? I thought it was Curry. No. Curry's got to carry that team. Yeah, but he's playing with house money. They were supposed to stink. Okay. He doesn't have a lot right. of... There are no expectations. LeBron the, is the... Fa- well, the Lakers are the favorite uh, to win the West. Yeah, if fair, they lose good. this game, then it's one away from, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, not making the playoffs. So, it would be, so they could be on Friday. Yeah. If they get beat tonight and get beat on Friday. <laughs> When the, the
0: favorite in the West goes down in flames without ever technically getting in the bracket, getting into the bracket, Miller and Condon will get into the West next. It's fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred bets off. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, oh one oh six Point three on the FM dial. Lots of choices for sports viewing tonight. If you're into the baseball, if you're into the hockey. But LeBron versus Steph Curry is going to bring a lot of eyeballs, and understandably so, uh, it feels like a pretty big event uh, tonight. Nine fifteen is tip off. ESPN has the coverage. John Kennedy did TV in the Bay Area for a period of time, has uh, helped us out over the years with this Golden State team, and he joins us uh, to help us out with this one. John, as always, thank you, Trent and Ken. Uh, good to speak with you. It must be playoff time if we're doing so. You know, before we get into uh, before we get into the game itself, just since you since you lived out there, John, uh, watching the Raiders leave town, uh, leave town rather, uh, watching Golden State you know, move across the bridge. Now they're in San Francisco, and potentially the A's looking. While they're not potentially looking around for home, they are. Whether it happens or not remains to be seen. But what a triple whammy if indeed the Oakland A's join the other two pro teams and leave Oakland. Wow.
3: Yeah, it, it's um, it's bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but it's it, it may be necessary uh, for Oakland, though, to to succeed because if they get tied into a bad deal in this latest A's uh, thing, this, the people who own the A's are billionaire, you know, billionaire billionaires, and yet they somehow snuck about a billion dollars of public money into their you know supposedly privately financed stadium proposal, and you know the Giants. Built their thing on their own. The Warriors built their thing on their own, and the age like, well, yeah, you know, but we're going to get some public help from Oakland for God's sake. Mm. So the war, the, the, the Al Davis really torpedoed Oakland when he came back, and he he, he ruined a beautiful baseball stadium, and uh, and then he left again. <laughs> so it's well, he didn't, but his son did. But it's um, uh, you know, I think people really love the city of Oakland could probably live without this at that point. Yeah,
1: I bet. To tonight and a game that is nothing better than what the NBA could have asked for. I mean, they they couldn't have wished a better one-and-done kind of matchup than what they're going to get here. Loser will still get another chance as they'll get the winner of Game 1 this evening. But let's start with the Warriors, the team that you know best. We know Steph Curry, and I think most everybody knows what he's been doing over the last couple of months. We know Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, but what else? Who else are we looking for tonight? Fill us in and get us a little scouting report on this Warrior squad.
3: Okay, so first of all, I have to tell you that I am not filled with optimism about this game from a Warrior standpoint, and it's because you guys ask yourself, who knows the Warriors' offensive system, Curry's little tricks to get open, mm-hmm. the way Draymond Green runs the floor? Who knows that better than LeBron James? No one. No one. Yeah. There are, In fact, the Warriors outside of Curry and Looney and Green – don't know their own system as well as LeBron. And and there's lots of video of the games this year where he's just sitting back and just blowing their stuff up because he knows what's happening. So that's a concern. And the other concern is they've got this Davis cat who's pretty good, and and Draymond's going to have to guard him. Draymond likes to play free safety. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and call out shots in the back line of the defense and be where you know he knows the play is going because he is every bit the savant with basketball that James is but he can't do that when he's supposed to be guarding Anthony Davis so that that's a big problem for the warriors um, and you know we'll just have to see if just the brilliance of, of those guys and, and the overall um, strategic intelligence of their staff and figure out a way around that uh, but right now, I'd say if if I was going to you know put money on, on this, and I don't because you guys I've talked about this I don't I don't bet on people to do things they're not trying to do. You know, Lakers are not trying to win by five, so I'm not going <laughs> to bet on them to win by five because if they win by three, they're going to be really stinking happy, and I'm not. So, um, so with that with that said, there are a few stories on the Warriors that I think are are really uh, fun. and One of them is Anthony Wiggins. I mean, I know we have a lot of Timberwolves fans here in the area who. Mm-hmm. Who, who would be shocked if they actually watched any Warrior games this year? Which I would not blame them if they didn't. They would be shocked at how well this guy has played this year. He has been a delight. He has he has oh. been a, a warrior, a small W warrior. Um, played every game until they they finally gave a game off the last the last game when they were resting a lot of people. The next to last game, he has defended the best wing on the other team and and done it really well. He has you know stop me if you've heard this, not been as aggressive on offense as, <laughs> yep. as sometimes they would have liked. But that hasn't happened that often because, you know, with Steph on the team, he doesn't have to be that guy. He's, he's played his whole career waiting to not be the guy. And now he's not the guy. And I think he's blossomed this year into a tremendous complimentary piece that if you can just close your eyes and forget how much you're paying him, because um, the Warriors, you know, bought his big salary yep. when, they, when they brought him over. Uh, he's been fantastic. So people who, who liked him, and you know what? I, I didn't even know he was Canadian until this year. And man, is he the perfect embodiment of a Canadian. Yes, he is. And, I mean, he's <laughs> just like, don't bother. I'm going to be over okay. here. I'm going to do my job. Uh-huh. I'm going to do it really well. Don't give me a lot of fanfare, you know? And, and if you got a cold one for me at the end, okay. I mean, it's that, that's who he is. Yep. So, so that's one. Another is a guy named Juan Toscano Anderson. And this guy's a great story. Grew up in Oakland as a Warrior fan. Had a teacher when he was young who got him into a Warrior basketball camp. I'm not sure how old he was, but he was a young boy. That teacher was Wilhelmina Adels, Mm -hmm. the wife of Al Adels, the legendary player and coach and then administrator for the Warriors. He's been in their organization since they were in Philadelphia before they came out to the Bay Area. And his wife was the one that that got Juan Toscano Anderson into a basketball camp when he was little. And he's been playing ever since. And he has played overseas. In fact, he turned down a lucrative overseas deal. He bet on himself, went to the G League team, Santa Cruz. I saw them play here. It's the only Wolves game I've seen was against Santa Cruz two years ago. And he played, and he played a lot, and he played well. And they called him up later in that season, which was a disastrous season. And then... He has actually earned himself. He had a two-way contract this year, and they just signed him to a two-year deal. So he played his way, literally, from the streets of Oakland onto the Warriors team. And the last guy that I want to mention is Jordan Poole. This guy is not being mentioned for most improved player, and I don't know why, because most of the people who are being mentioned went from good to very good this year. Jordan Poole might have been the worst rotation player in the league last year. He was terrible, and he worked every day during the offseason. He, with uh, Chris DeMarco, who's one of their assistants, and the Warriors' assistant coaches are magnificent. And this Chris DeMarco worked with him every day, and then he went to the G League. This shoe' he was starting to show some signs of being decent. They sent him to the G League bubble. And he blossomed down there, and ever since he's come back, he's been a complimentary piece that can take some of the scoring load off of Steph. He scored 38 in a game where Steph didn't play toward the end of the year. And he's out of Michigan and 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 the, the you, when you looked at him you're like this, this guy can't shoot what's he what he doing in the nba well he can shoot now and and he's been a lot of fun to to watch him develop so those are three guys that i think from a warriors standpoint if you haven't seen them all this year and you haven't i know it um you'll see him tonight
0: yeah guilty guilt, yes. guilty as charged so draymond green uh is is age catching up with him? Because seemingly he didn't have the year that, uh, or, or is it just he's concentrating more on on shut, being a shutdown defender? Why is why are Green's offensive numbers seemingly not what they are? And maybe the maybe it's a, it'll be a different story with the playoffs upon us. Should they get more than two games? What's what's up with uh, what's up with Draymond Green?
3: I'm not sure it, it will be a different story. I, I think that that one of the things is his role has been different this year. Um, because he has been really the facilitator that that he has had to, because with no Sean Livingston, no no other really backup ball handlers to Curry, and, and obviously no Clay Thompson, he's had to really run the offense. And he had a stretch of double digit assist games. Um, and the key, to the, the other thing about this team that's weird this year is is this has been addition by subtraction. They had a two, number two pick in the draft last year, is James Wiseman, center, seven footer, bundle of talent, only played three college games. And he doesn't have any idea how to play basketball. And they really committed this year to giving him the time and the minutes to, to figure it out. Well, and he wasn't figuring it out. He got hurt in April. And that's when this really turned around. They were a 500 team. In fact, they were a relentlessly 500 team. They were 4-4. Four and four. They were 6-6. Six and six. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, it was like they never got away from 500 until Wiseman got hurt and Kelly Oubre got hurt. Here's another guy, very talented, long, good defender on the wing, but he's a black hole, never passes the ball. doesn't work in the Warriors' system. Always would run to the spot that Curry needed to be in. I mean, he just didn't get it. His injury really helped the team. Uh, they've, they've been playing with an eight-man rotation, which is very non-Warriors. You know, I mean, Steve Kerr will play everybody if if they're able to contribute, and he's been playing eight guys. Um, and, and Draymond, because of all of that, and and. With Wiseman going out and he's been playing center, he does need to, he needs to score double digits. To, for the, the Warriors, when, when he scores double digits, they're winning percentages off the charts. But he's had games where he scored zero. He's had games where he scored three or four. And, and that is not going to work tonight. He's going to have to develop some kind of offensive threat and, and flip screens and, and do something to get something going. But he has been unbelievable on defense. And people, last year he had an awful year because there was nothing at stake. They won 15 games. He he didn't have that. You know he's a he's a look. Put something on the table for me to play for, and I'll play for it. But but if we're going nowhere, I, I'm not going to expend the end, effort. He's an effort guy. So keep your eye on him tonight because I think that is a big thing. Ken is he's he's got to be a little bit involved scoring wise for him to be as effective a, a playmaker as he can be.
1: Late night tonight. Then back to work tomorrow. We'll give you a chance to plug what you do. But secondly, John. What's the game plan? A quick nap here? You got a little coffee tonight? What's, what's your game plan to get
3: you going? Hey, this game is is not that late. You know, I mean, this is 8 o'clock our time, right? No, 9.15.
1: 9.15.
3: Oh, 9.15? Okay. That's, most of the games that the Warriors play start at 10.30. Yeah. So this is, you know, early night. on my head. <laughs> this is easy. Yeah. Hey, I uh, want to throw in a plug for Elite Eye. Um, one of your guys' sponsors, yeah, and I was over there yesterday. Um, we've been going there for several years because we were going to a big um, doc in the box place, and you know where they see you see this guy and that guy and that guy, and then you finally see the doctor for three minutes, and then they send you on your way. And and that wasn't really working for us, but we weren't motivated to change until they called my daughter in um, to to go in and start that process, and and we realized she was. They thought that she was elderly. They called her by her first name only from the waiting room. And she went back there, and they had a different person that they were really trying to call. And she might have ended up with some kind of medicine in her eyes for an older person. <laughs> so we we got out of there. We went to Elite Eye Care. That would never happen there. They know everybody who walks in the joint. Everybody knows everybody, and and it's wonderful. So I just wanted to throw that in. It's one of one of your one of your big sponsors, and they're they're outstanding.
0: Thank Indeed, you. they are. Uh, John, enjoy the game tonight. Appreciate you coming on, helping us out with it. Hopefully
3: I'll get to talk
0: to you again. All right, John Cannon joining us
1: as we take a look at the Lakers and Golden State. Love to hear that. Meet with Dr. Heisman this Absolutely. Afternoon. <laughs> That's timely. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Kaplan will
0: join us when we come back with our number two, Miller & Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.